How y'all doing now? Show like thank y'all for stopping by for another episode of this Removing the Illusion Podcast. Man, look at here. Now, before I get started, y'all always know I got to tell y'all what I'm smoking on for a cigar-wise. But see, this here early in the morning here. Sun ain't even came up yet. So I ain't smoking on nothing right now. Matter of fact, I ain't been smoking on nothing for the last few days or probably a week now. Since this little corona thing, you know, since they didn't quarantine everybody, and rightly so. Cause like I tell y'all all the time, you know, we should listen to these folks. Because this thing here, you know, I know I talk a lot of stuff, and I know I talk a lot of conspiracy. And I know I talk, you know, I just talk. You know, a lot of things I be figuring. Like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I be figuring things, trying to figure things out. But I want y'all to take this little virus thing serious. Even if you think it's not serious, take it serious. You know, limit your contact with folks. You know, try to take care of your body. You know, if you smoke, you know, don't smoke. If you vape, don't vape. Just try to take care of yourself as we go through this thing here. You know, so that's why, you know, I'm coming out. And you probably get a little, you know, some more of these early morning figuring little pie talk here, figured in my head, you know, because I wake up normally early for work every, every, anyway. I used to wake up like 4 o'clock in the morning to prepare myself for work. So now I'm working from home. So I'm trying to stay on that same schedule. You know, I'm trying to still get up at my normal time and go through my normal routine and use work about 10 hours a day. And so I try to do 10 hours of honest, good work right here at home. I don't cut that TV on. You know, I try to put it in my head just like I'm at work. I sit at my computer and I do my job. See, I'm not like people, you know, just because I'm not in the environment, you know, around the, you know, around, you know, the the, uh, the folks that I serve as far as on my job. I'm not around them folks. I'm not going to be slacking because they still paying me a salary to do honest job work and to make sure things is taken care of. So while I'm sitting here at home, you know, on my computer in my little office, I'm doing my job, you know, and I, I got to get in that routine. So when, uh, you know, when, you know, 3.30 roll around, I stop work. I stop just like I was normally at work. You know, now I'm off work. So I think I got to get into that pattern, you know, and I'm slowly getting, uh, getting adjusted to it. Because I think, you know, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be quarantined. For a while, or but like this, I'm gonna be telecommuting for a while, you know. And I think uh, we can take this thing serious, you know. Even though you think you're not, and I know I talk a lot of stuff, I attach a whole lot of stuff, you know, to my talkings, and that's okay too because it doesn't uh, it doesn't degrade this thing to say that what we going through ain't real. It's just that I'm telling y'all it's more to this thing going on, and y'all think going on, and you know I was uh. And you know, usually when I when I go to bed at night, I usually put me a good podcast on. You see what I'm saying? You know, because you know, like back in the day, they used to say if you put on classical music with your little baby, you know, the kid gonna grow up intelligent. You know, neuroplasticity, or whatever. Well, I know I'm from Louisiana. I can't say all them big old words, but you know, the classical music. And I like classical music now. A lot of times when I go to bed, sometimes. I put classical music on. You know, I love classical music. You know, Beethoven, you know, Napoleon, March to the Sea, D minor, 
or some Peter Tchaikovsky, Swan Lake, or something like that. I love my classical music. You know, it's very stimulating. But here lately, you know, I be putting these podcasts on. I, I love podcasts, you know, especially, you know, when I be learning something, you know. And this morning, you know, I can't say this morning because it's still morning, but sometime here, you know, I rolled over and had this little podcast on. I believe it's called Danny in the Valley. Y'all need to go check out Danny in the Valley, and he talked about the machines. You know, the interesting thing about that is that, you know, like this Corona thing, this thing ain't new. This thing ain't like two months new, six or three months new. This Corona thing is six months or more new. You know, this thing been going around. You see, and, uh, a lot of folks in this country, they knew about this thing here. You know, but, you know, it's like, you know, sometime, you know, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to kind of talk at, uh, I'm going to kind of talk around about things. And y'all can put these pussy put these puzzles together the way y'all want to put these puzzles together. Now, I'm just giving y'all my figure now. I'm just figuring in my head early in the morning, so this ain't the facts, you know. This ain't the facts. Just my opinion, you know, about what's going on, because I told y'all something going on. And uh, I was just listening to this pie talk here, and then I was doing some Research, you know, on the, you know, in 1918, I went back and refreshed myself on that influenza. Because I told y'all, I've been studying this thing for the last 10 years on filtrations and stuff like that for the little cough box invention that I had. You know, I still have, you know, my cough box, box one, my cough box two, and my cough box three. You know, the one that I got right now that I ain't even showed nobody. Very efficient. You know, it's just funny how. You know, and now that I said that, it's kind of all coming together, kind of a little bit about what's going on and a little bit about what I heard on that little pod talk, Daddy in the Valley. He talks about the machines, you know, like drones, delivering medical stuff like that. It all kind of ties in, you know, when you tell, when you know, when you when, when you have, you know, uh, uh, an invention, you know, something that can help some folks, you know, but. Nobody believe you, you know, that 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 uh, that it's any good. People laugh at you, you know, people think that's silly. Cause see, like I say, when times are good, people don't need nothing when times are good. But when times are bad, then everybody, you know, they wanna come out the closet, they wanna all oh, they wanna panic, they wanna run for the hills. You know, everybody wanna panic, you know. Like my little invention, my little cough box, my little third generation. My cigar fellas, I showed my little cigar fellas, right, they all laughed at me. You know, they did. They laughed at me. Kind of made fun of me, but that's all right. I don't too much mind that because if people don't make fun of you, you know, when you got your little, when you're a creative person, then that means that you ain't a creative person because usually creative folks is way ahead of the curve. You know what I mean? Now, my little coffee little box here. And I'm not promoting anything because I don't care whether nobody buy it or not. I really don't care, you know. But my little cough box here, I showed the fellas, you know, uh, we ain't hit this little Corona thing, you know. I was, you know, you know, because I have these allergies, especially like in the morning, I had these allergies. And I was sneezing into it, you know, and they was laughing at me. Oh, well, that, that, that's silly, you know, you might as well put a condom on your mouth, you know, stuff like that. And I'm sitting there, I'm listening to them, and I'm used to stuff like that, you know, I'm used to people. Look, look at my little stuff, because a lot of times, you know, when everybody invent, when you invent something, it's just a little a prototype. I guess I was like testing out the filtration of it, 
you know, and they was all laughing and stuff like that. And I bet you right now they can use one. <laughs> they buying up all that toilet, they use up all their toilet paper, and they buying all them Kleenexes and stuff like that. And my little old cough box, it don't need all that. It has a nice little filter. It's like, hey, you cough right, you cough or sneeze right into it. <laughs> I walk around with it, but in my hand all the time. People don't even know what it is. And if, and if I do feel an anchor for a sneeze or cough, I cough it to keep it going. You know, you spray it down with a little Lysol. You know, you keep it going. You know, when you when you want to clean it, take it out, wash it, filter off, put it back in, keep on going. You know what I'm saying? My house ain't full of tissue papers and toilet papers and stuff like this. My toilet paper is for and for what I got to do. What I got to do. My toilet paper ain't to sneeze into. And then if you got a sneeze or coffee, sneeze, you don't want to sneeze. And if you're at home, you know, just get your towel, you know, sneeze and cough in your towel and rinse it out with, with warm water. Keep it moving. Spread that with Lysol. But listen to the little pod talking with Daddy in the valley. You know, he was talking in Rwanda, over in Africa, now in Rwanda, how they prepared. They prepared. They prepared for this doggone flu thing. And not just this flu thing, they prepared for a whole lot of other things. Now, this is Rwanda, right? In Africa. Now, you got you to high up. This is a top, this is dense amounts of people living together in one area. Them folks over there can't quarantine like we can quarantine inside our houses. Them people can't afford to buy a whole lot of food and, get, and toilet paper and get stuck in their house. Them people need to work every day. So a virus can wipe them out in no time at all. But what happens is innovation comes about. Innovation with, with like drones, drones and medical supplies being stocked up and being delivered to people without people having to go into a hospital. You know, it's it's amazing podcast. And that got me thinking, you know, he was also saying that, you know, some folks from some um well-developed countries came over there to visit the program. You know, about these drones delivering medical supplies. You know, how they were stocked up, you know, for uh, for pandemic. And these was months and months ago. These hobby from these other countries. These hybrid bureaucratic countries. You see. And they were showing them how the technology work and the technology is ready to go and how it can be implemented in these big old countries, you know, these um, these uh, first world industrial companies, uh, countries. And you had these delegates over there. See, they knew about the corona thing. And they know about the other viruses and other epidemics, you see. But see, our medical thing over here in this country, right, is too big to fail, right? A lot of stuff that could have been implemented six months ago could have been put in place for virus, this virus and other viruses to combat it. Wasn't put in places, but places like Rwanda over there. It's in place. They fight this thing. And like I say, it's more critical over there because them folks can't afford to be off work. They can't afford to go in their house and do all that kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? They, people, they were prepared for it. And how hard it is to pass legislation in these big countries with these big bureaucracies. See, big bureaucracy to me means it means uh, too many people that you got to pay or you're stepping on somebody's toes. That's what big bureaucracy means. Big bureaucracy means you're stepping on somebody's toes. 
You're stepping in. You're putting your hands in somebody's pockets. You see what I'm saying? We can't change. We can't make no quick change, you know, because it's going to take money out of somebody's pocket. Whether it's some special interest group or which is special millionaire with some special corporation, we can't make this change. Like I told y'all, you know, the technology is out there. Not just a technology to kill this virus right away. The technology out there to deliver these things to areas that needed to be delivered to. But see, when you have a big bureaucracy, but again, bureaucracy is stepping on somebody's toes or putting your hands in somebody's pockets. It's like what they say about one of the big aircraft carriers. The big air, you can't turn an aircraft carrier around on the dime. You see what I'm saying? You can't turn an aircraft carrier on the dime. See, you step on somebody's toes. And now just me was just amazement what this guy was talking about things that they were already implemented in Rwanda. You see. And everybody knew, let me tell you something, we got a lot of smart folks in this country. We got some very intelligent folks in this country. But we also got some very greedy people in this country. And a lot of times what we do is we just get so settled. As long as we making money and everything is fine, it's okay. It'll never happen to us. That's the American way. That's how we think. It'll never happen to us. But I was thinking about like in World War One and World War Two. How many innovations came out of World War Two? You see, a lot of times, you know, when you stress, when you add war, like everybody calling this thing, this corona thing, we had war. You see what I'm saying? And that one guy in California could about one death is too many. Well, when you're in war with something, it's going to be more than one death. It's going to be casualties on your side and their side. So you shouldn't use that word war if you don't understand what that word word war mean. If you had war with this virus, that means the virus gonna take a whole lot of your sides out too. Okay. But what happens is in technology, when 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 there's a war going on, you're right, technology advances. A lot of things that nobody won't agree to when times is fine and everything is good, all of a sudden now becomes a good idea. Because it supersedes bureaucracy. You see what I'm saying? When you got a whole lot of your people at risk of getting killed in your country, at risk at war with somebody, you don't have time to be thinking about them special interest groups who money you got to keep that. But like I said, you don't have no time to think about how fast, how fast this guy is going to take to turn this big old aircraft carrier around. You see what I'm saying? If you can't turn this aircraft carrier around, that means you got to forget about this aircraft carrier and you got to depend on all them, them little boats out there that surround that aircraft carrier to get the job done. Forget the aircraft carrier. You don't, you don't forget about the aircraft carrier. What I mean by forget about the aircraft carrier now, I'm not saying in real life a real aircraft carrier. I'm talking about I'm using the aircraft carrier as the bureaucracy or the special interest group or the corporation, or some 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 billionaire pocket that you got to line to convince him that what's good for the country. Because what's good for the country is not always what's good for a corporation and what's good for the rich people, you see. But in times of war, because rich people and corporations still need who? They still need you to buy their products. But a lot of times people can't let go of things. 
and can't let go of things because it's too profitable for them. And like I say, they don't give a dang about you because when things get hot and out of control here, they can always jump on their private jet and fly somebody somewhere else and make some deal with somebody else over in some other country where to stay in their country, right? While our country falling fall to the ocean. You see what I'm saying? These rich peoples don't care because they got hot around the world anyway they can fly to. They don't need to call the air traffic control controller and say, hey, you know, can we get this airspace? They just get on their little thing and they just fly out of here. Well, me and you, we can't fly out of here. We can't fly out of this country. It's our country. I, I love America. I mean, I know that it's been, it's, I know it ain't perfect. I know, I, I study things. I know it ain't perfect. It's far from perfect. But ain't nowhere perfect. But it's where you was born at. But but when you have these folks, that when you, when you have this big old aircraft carrier, they don't want change. Things stay the same. But in wartime, like in World War II, what makes people change is wartime. Because at wartime, you see your life fading away. My life fading away. Your life fading away. The country, your kids, you see that fading away. So you got to change. You see what I'm saying? You got to change. So a lot of these things here that, that should have been implemented in this country was not implemented because the big aircraft carrier don't want to change. It's going to take too much money out the pharmaceutical money's pocket. It's going to take too much money out the transportation department. It's going to take too much money out of probably FedEx department and some of these, some of these, some of these other delivery services. It's going to take money out of people's pockets. And these people who run things, they don't want to change. As long as we got politicians that's willing to take money to let people die and not look out for the constituents, then this is what happened. So, so in order to prove a point, now that's like you a parent. You a parent, right? And you got kids. And your kid come to you and they say, uh, you know, you a very controlling parent. Your kid come to you and say, well, look, Ma, Paul, I think we need to do this because suddenly, because I was over there at Johnny House. I was over here at Johnny House. I seen such such such. And then I was over there at Leroy House, right? And I seen such such at Leroy House. And then I was over at Butch House over there, and I seen such such at Butch House. Now, your kid is a little kid that be figuring a whole lot of things because they, they very analytical. Right, and then he said, "Well, I was over at at uh, at at uh, at, at Tawana House, and at Tawana House, I see such such, and that little kid that he figured he putting all this stuff together, he trying to figure out what's going on because you see something just don't look right on the horizon. I think as our family, we need to prepare because I just see these things go on in my other friends' houses. Right, there's something going on in their house just ain't right. So they come on, they tell their parents, they say, look, my pa." I think we need to prepare for such, 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 because I see such, 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 you know, over at Leroy House and over at Butch House and such, such, so we need to prepare for this thing. And the parents say, oh, get on out of here. Go sit down somewhere. You don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking about. We got to spend money on that. We can't, we, we ain't got no money for that. We got, we got to spend money on that. We got, ain't got, we ain't got no money for that. Go, go sit down somewhere. Boy, you crazy. And the little kid be like, man, I just, I'm just ain't right, but 
You know, how can I how can I get in their head that something is coming? You know, but they studied, you know, dad buying mom a new car. Buy, you know, buying them a new Chevrolet. He need to buy this a new Chevrolet truck. And dad talking about his retirement plan. You know, and Ma, you know, Ma talking about her hair falling off, so she buying this new invention she saw on TV, like a hat with lights under in the bottom of it. She put on top of her head, and the lights stimulate her hair follicles. You know, they going on like business as usual. They not listening to me. And then, here it is, two weeks later, right? Ma gets sick. All of a sudden, Dad realized something going on, right? He realized something going on. So now he wanna tell he won't tell the little son, look, you can't go to them people's house no more. You gotta stay in the house. There's something going on because your mom got sick. And we don't know what it is now. We don't know whether it was a lights in the bottom of that hat that she was wearing that was trying to stimulate stimulate her hair follicle, or she didn't cost something because she was with Butch Mama the other day. You know, she was with Butch and Leroy Mama the other day, you know. They went to one of them spas. They went to one of them spas. You know, they had one of them spas. They had them one of them spa days. You know, and you know, uh, and we we don't know if she caught it. And we gotta see how Butch Mom and Leroy Mama feel. Is they sick? You know, we gotta we, we gotta quarantine ourselves off. You know, from everybody until we figure out what's going on. And then he, then he look. He said, "Oh man, oh good grief, my my mom stuck. You know, there, everything going down around." Man, my st- I can't I, I can't watch my stocks. My stock going down. I can't drive that Chevy truck nowhere because they because now I got to stay quarantined or I'm gonna affect everybody. And Tim be like, I try to tell you, dumb fool, what's going on. I tell you, I try to tell you. But see, we know we. But like I say, you people, it's stuff so somebody. So many people told. So in order to get things done now, right? Everybody in the household got to get sick. Now everybody in the household sick. Now dad is unlimited amount of money, right, to find a cure for what's going on. So now all this stuff that sounds stupid, you know, weeks ago, it sound it sound like something that we should explore now. We ain't got time to be listening, you know, to to you know to, to for mom and dad to get together to make a decision. You know, dad got to make the decision. He got to make this decision. He got to make it, and he got to make it now. Whereas he gonna lose mom. He gonna lose mine. He can't lose mine. He been with mine too long. He got. He he can't lose mine. He can't afford for 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 the little fella to get sick. You know he got to keep mine. You know because she needs to keep that hair on her head with the lights on underneath to get to keep her hair follicles going. We need mine. So now he willing to whatever it costs, right? So to get his because because see he got to drive that Chevy that new Chevy truck. You know he can't drive that new Chevy truck nowhere. He got to can't drive, he, he can't go to work. He can't pay for that new Chevy truck. Right? Because all that stuff is up. Talking about crazy talk. Don't sound crazy talk now. So what are you doing? You know, he's trying to explore everything. And he's saying this stuff. If I ever got in this situation, I'm going to listen to folks. And this is how war, war does. The innovation, the technology that comes out of war, comes out of desperation. You know, this is when you invent things. That's like something like I be watching that show. You know, Bar uh, Building Off the Grid. I like that show DIY. That's all I've been watching. Like, uh, if I watch HGTV, if I, if I don't watch Netflix, I watch HG. I've been watching HGTV when I do watch TV or DIY. I like building off the grid.
And when you see me building off the grid, right, they had limited access, access and resources to things. So what they bring in is what they got to use. If they make a mistake, then they got to figure it out. Like the one I was watching about that boy, he was building in Missouri somewhere, and he was here. Said he he was trying to put this big roller barn door up, but he and the, and, and the entry was only like six uh, six feet. But when he got the barn door, the roller barn door, the barn door, he was up to six and a half feet. So he couldn't put the bar. He couldn't put the roll up door, you know, at at, at the entrance, you know, to his little uh, barn like that. He couldn't do it because it was too long. But he was way out into a remote area, and it would have been about two weeks before he could have gotten got another door. I mean, roll up door, and they had to deliver it out there, and and the storm and the winter was coming. So him and his buddy got together. They was figured, and they built this barn dart, the sliding door. Which looked at much better to me than the roll-up door they were planning on putting in, but it was just showing how 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 quick they had to make a decision at a critical time. Now, see if the winter time wasn't rolling in, right? What they did was they probably would have waited for that new door to come. Now, let me tell you something. Now, that barn yard sliding door that they built to put on front his little, you know, his little his, his little um, his his little tool room. Right, that little dough cost them pretty much nothing because they had all the wood that was already there. They just repurposed the wood to make that big barn door to put it up, then put it on a tractor sliding. But that big roll-up dough costed them thousands of dollars, and they couldn't even use it. They couldn't use it, and they couldn't they couldn't send it back until after the winter. And I think what he ended up doing was he ended up just keeping it for a later project because I think he planned on building. You know, molars, little small barns, no, not barns. He, what he was building was he was building like a little tiny uh, uh, cabin, little tiny cabin, fully equipped with solar and all compost, all that stuff. I think he probably gonna make a little business out there building those little. I think it's like uh, was it eight hundred square feet, something like eight hundred square feet. You know, little vacation rental sheds on his property. I think it was up there in Missouri somewhere. I know it was pretty cold, you know, the cold time was coming in, and it was only three of them building it, you know, three of them and his wife, you know, I'll tell you something now, I talk a lot of stuff about marriage and wives, but watching AGTV, I see some of them gals who are working with their husband, now if you got a gal like that, if you got, let me tell you something, I know I talk a lot of stuff, but if you got a wife or a gal who, see them folks, they ain't citified, see for one thing, if you got a gal that ain't city, ain't citified, you know what I mean by citified is, you know, one who likes all this old study city stuff, you know, want the latest, you know, car and all that old fancy stuff, materialism stuff. See them girls that I'm seeing, like on uh, building off grid stuff like that, versus HG versus uh, love of the listed. See them two types, two different types of women right there. That gal who building off the grid. Who going with all the who struggling with her husband out there working with him? Couldn't like the one I like the one about that gal in Hawaii. You know they built that thing in a they on a big island about three miles from the volcano. You know they built a nice little spot, and that gal was out there working with that old man with that old beard. He was very creative. I like that. I like that show DYI. DYI built off grid. And the one I watched the other day about the, how they did that barn. I'm getting off track here, but I'm just, I'm just want to make a general say if you, boy, if you, if you got a partner, whether it's a female or a male, 
you know, I, like I say, I did my little thing homosexual, so I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care what y'all like, whatever you like. You know, that's all right with me. Because, like I say, it's more normal for a man to be with a man than it is for a man to be with a woman. Not just my opinion after what I learned. Now, you know, I still like women, though. Ooh, they got so many, so much stuff to work with. But you find you a partner, a lifetime partner, who likes doing what you're doing, who don't mind getting out there, fixing things with you, working with you on things, who ain't materialistic. You see what I'm saying? Some of them gals I've been seeing, they be out there like the gal I seen in the desert. She was out, she, they weren't even married. She was dating this fella, and they went out to the desert, and they built them a house, and they was filling up them sandbags, a house, house full of sandbags. She was out there working with that fella, digging in the dirt. They wasn't even married, and he had no whole lot of money, but that guy was smart. He was smart, and they had vision, and she was working with that fella. I was like, look at here, Shaq. They out there doing it. They sure were. They out there doing it together. Now, that, that's, that's the kind of woman that a man needs woman ain't material. That was a pretty gal, too. That gal was so pretty, she could have had her one of them Elon Musk fellas. But that that, that girl had her one, one, one of them fellas that, you know, he just lived, they want to live off the grid. See, they not depending on the stock market. They get their electricity from the sun and all that kind of, they ain't, they ain't depending on all this stuff like, like we used here today. You see what I'm saying? They ain't, now they got all off track what I really want to talk about. All right, okay, okay, all right, enough of that. But back to what I'm saying. Okay. Technology, technology has come. I watched them people and how they got to pivot. Like the guy was telling y'all, who, who uh, him and that pretty gal, that skinny boy, the pretty gal, D.Y. building off grid. They was out there and they had to dig, they had to dig the uh, the lines. They had, to, they had to create the lines and dig the lines up, I think, like, Four, five feet. They had to dig it in. They had to dig the ground up to create the line in order to have the base for the sandbag. They fill the sandbags up with sand, but they had the foundation had to be lower than the ground. Instead of like putting the sandbags on the top of the ground and layered, they dug a trench first to start stacking the 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 uh, the, uh, the ground down to start stacking it low in the ground, right? And uh, the first time they hit bedrock. Right, so the the backhoe couldn't dig up everything because they hit they hit uh, they hit bedrock. So what they figured they had to do was they figured that they they couldn't dig it out. They, I mean, they couldn't dig it out with the backhoe that they would have to dig and move the bedrock pieces by hand. So they had a whole group of folks come out there to help them, right? And they were digging that and they was picking them rocks up. The backhoe would dig and hit bedrocks. They chopped the bedrock bedrock up and they, you know. By hand, everybody was helping each other, taking the bedrock and throwing the bedrock. So the two guys, they got the figure right. Now, the pretty girl, you know, and her friends, they they, they got shovels. And they digging. These girls, too, from like, they look at these pretty girls. These pretty girls here, you know, what they doing out there? Like, they, them girls was out there working. And the two fellows stood up there. They say, well, look here. I don't think, I think we need to move the campsite. Because all this digging this bedrock out going to just take too long. Y'all listen to my metaphor now. It's going to take too long. Because this ain't working. You know what? They need to pivot. Right? That aircraft can't need to turn around. So they make a decision they, that they couldn't waste no more time building that, you know, trying to, you know, dig them, dig, dig them lines out, hitting them, dig that bedrock out by hand. So they didn't make the decision to move right away. See, it ain't take them all day. 
See, once the plan wasn't working, right, and it was it was going to be too time consuming to do something, it made the decision to pivot and move to be more efficient. You see, Barack was said doesn't doves doesn't move like that, but Barack was said moves like that during critical times. See, because there ain't no time for us to be talking. See, like they tried to pass that bill, you know, that uh, Corona bill, all that money that they tried to put in the system. And then they was backpacking it with all their earmarks, stuff like that. See, they were still playing politics with people's lives. See, now this thing's getting serious. They can't be playing politics with people's lives. Putting all them old, putting all that pork inside those bills in, in that, uh, that coronavirus bill. Putting all that pork in. You see, all that pork takes away from the money that's being spent on the coronavirus. See, they're still playing politics with people's lives. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But see, them people that in, in, in that desert, they moved quick when they saw that it wasn't working. And how hard the people was working. They was, they whole little people help us, they exhausting them on, 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 on a job that they need to move away from to be reasonably more efficiently. I'm just saying, y'all take that out. Y'all won't take that. But that's what that's what innovation. That, that that's what hard times do. Hard times make people get creative. Like when I'm at work and I'm doing something, I can't figure something out. Right? I have to stop because this ain't working. I just spent too much time working doing this here. I got to figure out how to do it more efficient because I have other things that I do that's more important to my job. I just can't. So I figure things out. You know, I like to sew by hand with just a needle and thread. I love creating sewing by hand with my needle and thread. Because when I have a vision in my head about doing something, I get I guess a sew to get to doing it. And I always run into a problem. Now, I don't take my thing apart and then start over. If I ever make a mistake, I incorporate that mistake, right, in my design. I have to pivot. Right, I don't want to take my thing all apart to start off again. No, I want to use that mistake, and I want to pivot, and I usually create something else much cooler, right, nicer. You know, when I get create, when I have that challenge, you know, I get stuck. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe I cut one side too short, or you know, maybe I stitched this side up too much. Right now, I figure I figure out a way how to do that. Why I like creative stuff, and that's how you have to be. That's what wartime makes you. Wartime makes you creative. That's what challenges. Challenges make you creative. Like the challenge that we going through right now. This big bureaucracy has to realize that you have to, if you want to save your people, you care about your people, you've got to change. You can't, you can't always be trying to, you know, uh, satisfy your, uh, your constituents. Or your special interest groups who don't want that change because the change that you need to make to satisfy your folks is going to cut into their pockets. And they don't need you cuts into their pockets. So they know what's coming. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. We got smart people in this country. I keep telling you, we got smart people in this country. People know what's going on way before it goes on. But sometimes you got to let people, you got to let things happen to get into hard folks' head. That like that little fella telling his parents about what he saw at his friend's house. Until it hit their house, and now come to the realization that they need to prepare for it. 
And a lot of times, sometimes, if somebody, if somebody telling you something and they want to sell you something, a lot of times something have to have to happen, you know, for them to for them to come back and tell you. They say, well, you know, now do you need my services? Like I was watching this one show. I don't usually watch a lot of African movies, but I was watching this one show. It was over in uh, South Africa, right? It had this uh, this Russian security company wanted to take over. Uh, this one little part of Africa, right? Since South Africa, where they where they make the diamonds at, right? They wanted to take over. So what they did was they created these false flags. False flags is like what we tried to do at the Bay of Pigs. You know, Kenny, the, fla- the false flags. You know, like, you know, we want to go to war with somebody. So, you know, we kind of make it look like that person attacking us. So we get the American people behind us to go down there and, and go to war. See, false flag. So this Russian company... Went, went down there and they and they hired these African people to go down there in these diamond mines and act like they was rebels, right? And kill people and stuff like that. Because see, because see, the African government wouldn't let that security service in. So that security service completed, did these false flags. Went down there and just started killing people. And then when the African military, that little part of the African, when they look government, military or special forces or whatever it was, when they, when they couldn't control the rebels, then these folks flew in because they died like they blew up this train station. And when they blew up this train station and all these people died, right? That's when this, that's when this Russian special interest group came in and said, okay, government, y'all need our helps, you know, because we more technology advanced than y'all. Y'all need our help. They killed up all your people at this train station. We'll come in. Y'all need us. We'll come in and help y'all. So the African government said, okay, y'all come on in. Y'all come on in because they blew up this big train station. We got these terrorists and we and we don't have the technology to fight them, but y'all do. They gave the people control of their of they country. Once they let the people, the Russian people into their country to control their uh, control, uh, control security of their country, to break their own foreign military people in. Once once people get in the door, you can't get them out your door. Once they got in the door, that was it. But see, they had to create a problem first. You got to create a problem for a lot of time for somebody to change. That why you know you had like you had the husband and wives, right? The wives tell her she say, "Look, man, I'm getting tired of you putting your hands on me. I'm gonna leave you." Or I'm getting tired of you cheating on me. I'm gonna leave you. And he said, Oh, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, woman. Where you gonna go? Shoot, you ain't educated, you, you know. I bad when I when I married you and took you in, you couldn't even read or write. You still can't read or write, because I've been buying everything. You ain't got no skills. The only skills you got is laying on your back whenever I get ready for you. You ain't got no skill. And she kept, she she telling you, uh, Bob, I'm gonna leave you, Bob. I'm just getting tired of this, Bob. I believe you, Bob. And he be saying, oh, woman, you ain't going to wear shit up. He going out, hanging with the fellas all day, smoking cigars, drinking his little liquor, you know, coming back home, ain't taking her for granted, ain't talking to her. And when he, when he do big bomb talk to her, he just bad mouth. Or just got a bad mouth when he talked to his wife. And she's just getting tired of that. She's getting tired of beating down. Because, see, he got her in a position where she depended on him, right? She depended on him for his, you know, what I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking in riddles now. She depending on him, right? Right. When do when 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 she do get a little job and she start making good money, he make her quit because she taking she making too much money, right? She she gonna be depending on herself, right? 
She ain't when she want to educate herself, you know, he won't let her educate herself. But see, what he don't realize is that, you know, she's kind of smart. She been taking them, she been taking them courses online where she ain't got to go out the house and do them things. So she been learning a little bit of things, right? She been going on porn hubs, and so she's she know it got men out there with bigger danglings and her husband. Now you see them saying, she you know that internet opened up a whole new world for her. So while Bob thinking he still got his thumb on her head, you know that girl making preparations. That's how people is. People are people are creative. So then one day, you know, she look up, she gone. Bob come home the usual after, you know, doing what he doing with his fellow friends, and she ain't there. Now he all mad. First he mad, then then he sad. Then he start remembering everything she told him, right? <coughs> he start remembering everything that she told him. Now she gone. She got. She had to show him. She had to show him that fat meat ain't greasy. She had to show him, and that's what's going on. A lot of things need to change in this country, and people just globbing up all of the money and the resources and controlling things. Don't want things to change. But when your population of main people that you depend on, when you start losing the people that you depend on, things got to change. And if you don't want things to change, you molest the country for all the resources, and then, like I say, you get on your private jet and you just fly off. And you let everybody else fight, fight over the scraps. But let me tell you something. Nature is something else. Nature is something else. Nature is always going to adapt. And people are a part of nature. And people will adapt. But what's going on now is, I can tell y'all what I think, but I'm not going to go too much deep off into it. It's just that this thing that we're going through right now couldn't could could have been. I'm not gonna say. I want to make sure I put this in a in a in a in a in a, in a pretty decent way. The thing that we're going through right now was no surprise. It's just that the folks who's supposed to be looking out for our interests, right? They put money. They put their interests above. And this was a conglomeration of a whole bunch of groups of people. From pharmaceutical industry. From aeronautics industry. You know, from, um, I mean, not, 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 not aeronautics. From uh, what you call them, uh, them, them, uh, uh, them delivery services like UPS, FedEx, post office. What you call those businesses? Those delivery services. You got a whole medical. You got all these these services that are being threatened by new technology. Who don't want to change because this old way is so profitable. You know who has been paying our politicians all this money not to change. These who've been these special interest groups, these lobbyists who've been paying. Paying our, our congressmen and all these other people, especially all this money, not to change. But see, but change comes when you have to stop looking at these special interest groups when your people is it because you're not gonna have no constituents if they all did. 
You're not gonna have no economy if 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 if, 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 if there is no circulation. You're not gonna have no currency if the currency ain't being moved. You're not gonna have no fake fiat money if the fake fiat money can't be in circulation if it's just sitting there. It ain't no good. So you got a lot of things that's going on now that how like I tell you how war, how people adapt during war, how all these new inventions and stuff come come about after war or during war, it's the same thing right now. It's it's gonna be a change after all this. And a change, I'm gonna tell y'all now, change hurt. There's also going to be a lot of good inventions come out of it too. New technologies that wouldn't normally be able to be passed right now. Because all these special interests and everything is going to get passed now. You know, like for instance, I tell you, I like, like drones. You know, like drones. You know, drone technology been here. That's not something new. But, but, but you got to come to the delivery service that, like Amazon told y'all. Amazon said, let me tell you something. Amazon told y'all that they wanted to start drone delivery. People thought they were crazy. Drones are being used in, in Africa. And in the United States, we, we can't use drones because of the big bureaucracy. You're taking money out of people's pocket. People like FedEx and UPS, the United States Postal, they can't have no Amazon delivering your stuff to you in drones if you sick. You know, you get your coronavirus medication by a drone fly over your backyard and drop it down and parachute it down. That put them out of business. So how much money, I'm just saying hypothetically, now how much money would these special interest groups get together like these and get together to put their money together to try to stop drone delivery? I'm just getting an example. Now, I don't know. Y'all think for y'all self. I'm just getting an example. No, we can't. I mean, Amazon told y'all about that. Y'all thought y'all thought Amazon just just that they would just that they, they that they would deliver your fire stick to you. No, they can deliver your medication to you. Don't think the medicate the pharmaceutical company like CVS and these people they'll be against that, huh? They can they they can they can they can deliver life saving stuff to you. We just you out there in your backyard. You get you, you get bit by and in, in Florida. You know, you get bit by a rattlesnake or something down here in Florida, you in your backyard, man, you go on your Amazon account, your Prime account, and you put you in, you know, give send me some alligator medicine. Then they drop it, they drop this drop they drop it down to you inside the syringe. You ain't gotta go to the hospital. Don't think hospitals hate that? It'll put nurses out of business. It'll put and like I told y'all, doctor, what you need doctor for anyway? That's a waste of money. A doctor ain't nothing but a he ain't nothing but a drug he ain't nothing but a drug dealer. He ain't, he's an interview and a drug dealer. Go to your doctor, he's an interview and drug dealer. Well, you go on, you can go on Google ask Google anything and Google tell you what's wrong with you. And you go on prime and order it and it drop right out of the sky out of drone. That could have a whole lot of people out of business on it. <laughs> I'm just saying nah, that ain't that ain't real. Don't 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 y'all get y'all pants in the book and then <clears throat> You know, and try to get rid of me like y'all did that fella who invented that uh that 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 water engine. You know, they had an engine that run on water, you know, a hydro or whatever. So I'm just I'm just talking. Out. Y'all go get rid of me. You, y'all listen to a whole fool like me, then you know something wrong. I don't know, but I'm just saying, wouldn't that be something? That's how technology is. Y'all y'all yeah y'all thought Jeff Bezos was crazy when he talking about them drones. It was more of them drone things, but how good that technology look now? 
Cause see, there's also there's all there's already there's all like the coronavirus. There's already medication on the market for for, for coronavirus that's being used in other countries because they was prepared for it. Hmm. Oh, I gotta say, y'all go listen to that podcast on Danny in the Valley. Yeah, it's never on the machine. Y'all go listen to that thing. Now, I'm not saying a cure. I ain't saying cure. I'm saying there's there's always already medication for stuff like this. For a whole lot of viruses, they already knew about these things. These things ain't new. Viruses ain't new. If you go down to, you go to, you go, I forgot what, what, what part of Arizona or somewhere, you know, they got this, they got this building with nothing but viruses in it. They keep at a special temperature. Nothing but viruses in it. You name it, they got it. They know about these viruses. They know how to cure these viruses. They know about these viruses. They know the structure of these viruses. They ain't nothing new. How they morph, that's a different thing. You know, because viruses do morph. Like I'm telling y'all, I'm not saying that this virus ain't real. I'm not telling y'all not to stay in the house. I'm not telling y'all don't listen to people. Y'all listen to these people because they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. Because it, I'm not going to say it came from them. I'm just saying that, you know, they know about it. They know the fix of it. But see, like I told y'all, things have to happen for change. Ma has to get sick. Right? Ma has to get sick. You know, in order for Paul to do anything about it. You know, he don't want to lose Ma. Ma too valuable. And then now with Ma getting sick, he knows a good chance that, you know, his family, the other family member can get sick. So now he got to do something about it now. But see, he wasn't listening. He wouldn't listen to that little fella before. Right? He wouldn't listen to that fella before. Because mom was too busy trying to sit in front of the TV trying to grow her hair back with that little hat that got the light underneath of it. Trying to get her little fire, her little hair particles going. He was too busy, you know, licking his chops, ready to get in here to his Chevrolet truck. But when things happen, now you have to change. That's all I'm saying. Then you have to change. You know, we gonna get past this. You know, I don't know how many of us gonna see it, but we gonna get past it. You know, just like every war we got passed, just like the mother virus in the past, who gonna be here is is who's standing. That's what you gotta deal with. See, one thing about it is I know this sounds crazy even for me. You know, I talk a lot of stuff, but until I'm faced with something, then the realization of everything sets in because we all not vulnerable. You know, we all ain't gonna live forever. You know, we all ain't gonna live forever. We can look back at history when we do take the time to look back at history. You know, we put down our little iPhones and stuff and we really take a look at history and all the people that have lived before us. We not even we not even a pimple on a horse's tail. We not even a flea on a horse's tail. You look at you look at your life and compare see a lot of times I think we gotta put things in perspective. I like doing that put things in perspective. Like who who am I? I'm only important to me. I'm only important to me. My mother loved me. My brother loved me. My sister loved me. My little few nephews and nieces, they love me. But when I'm dead and gone, they ain't going they, they to spend no who They not going to spend no who nanny thoughts about me. Occasionally, they going to think about old Unc, but they're going to they, they keep it moving. 
like my grandmama just died. She died out. Look, I can't tell you how long ago she died. Probably about a month ago. Do I love my grandmama? Yeah, I wouldn't be here without her. But do I spend all day thinking about her? No. I think about it when she crossed my mind. Other than that, I got things to do. She gone. I know that sounds cold and that harsh, but that's how it is here. But us here, like we don't, we don't linger on things. <clears throat> Those things ain't important to us until we think about it. People goes on with their lives here. So if you think somebody care about you because you're so important, you don't care nothing about you. One person care about you is you. Is your life existence. That's all. Now people care about you as long as they can make money off you, but when you're gone, they'll find somebody else to make money off of. You know? You live in that big, that old big pretty house. If you die, they love you. They love you, love you when you're alive. They're making money off you, but when you die, what they gonna do? They're gonna, they gonna put you, they're gonna, you're gonna get, to get thrown in a hole. And they're gonna dust that house off and say to somebody else, as long as as, as long as it as long as it got some little value to it. Can't nothing about you. Can't nothing about me. People, people only care about you when you're alive, you can do something for them. But see, now but if you take millions of people and they start dying, now we got a problem. Because now we ain't got nothing to sell. We got nothing to, we ain't got nobody to sell our little Chinese stuff to. We got nobody to sell our stuff to. We can't be making all this stuff we got nobody to send it to. Now, one, two, two, three, four, thousand, two thousand of them fools die on a population of three million. If you got 40, 50 million people die in the big scheme of things, eh, okay, now we need, we need to do something about it, right? Couldn't entire special. But it also been, it depends on who them folks is. You know, if them folks that, you know, them, you know, if them folks that has no value, value to our, uh, has no foreseeable or perceivable value to our country and they died, then, you know, we, those numbers are okay. We don't mind that. But when you, we get people that's contributing to society, right? What I mean, I contribute to society, you know, workers, taxpayers, and stuff like that. Now we got a problem. Now I'm telling y'all, y'all may not like this part that I'm about to say here. But if you on welfare, you on welfare, and you, and you pass, what do people care nothing about you? Because you're a consumer, you know? You know, you you know you are drained on the resources, as they call. Even though you do spend money, but the money that you spend is money that they give you. So you kind of drain. They don't mind. They don't mind if something happens to you. You get sick. They don't mind homeless people. I'm just saying y'all the real thing. Now y'all get mad at me all y'all want because you ain't contributing to the society. Because I think uh, Nancy Pelosi Trump said something about. Uh, he said something about giving people money or something like that. And and Nancy was 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 Nancy Pelosi was what about? You know, all the working for all the working folks' money. I don't know what the direct quote was. I heard this second, third hand. But uh, Trump said something about giving people you know, some money or something like that. All the working people money, and then Nancy Pelosi said, "Well, what about the people who don't work? You know, who gonna help them?" And and, and I don't know how that went. Y'all had to go back and listen to it. But I think what Trump was saying was he was gonna take care of people that contribute. If you don't contribute, why should you get anything? Now, whether that's right or wrong, what he said, it ain't, it, it ain't in my place. But I would say, as a taxpayer citizen, I should be taken care of first. Now, I love everybody, but like I say again, you know, y'all don't care nothing about me. 
Y'all don't care nothing about me because don't I ain't nobody, ain't nobody set my podcast any money for me to buy me no cigars. And that's just a shame. I put myself on the line for y'all. Ain't nobody send me no money to buy me not one cigar. So y'all don't care nothing about me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. But that's how it is though. Don't nobody you, you don't ain't no don't nobody if you don't contribute my thing of it is. If I'm up, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning, and then I'm getting off work at three thirty in the afternoon, working right. And I know about money. I know the illusion and the perception of money. But if some part of my earnings is supposed to be going to take care of somebody who don't even get up in the morning to see their kids off to school, don't even get up in the morning to feed their kids, lay in the bed all doggone day, right? Get their hairs done with weaves and all that kind of stuff. Don't take care of their kids. Because if you own these special age programs, you can pay to take care of your kids. Now, I don't know, I don't know what your living condition is like or where you live or what they call ghettos or projects or hood. I don't know. But if you living in them places and you and you and, and you living there practically free, then take advantage of the opportunity to at least Try to do the best you can to raise your kids and raise yourself up out of that situation. Now everybody say, well, everybody can't raise yourself up off their off the bootstrap or off the bootstraps. That's true. Everybody can't raise up off their bootstraps because everybody have different temperaments and attitude. Everybody don't settle. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know that's some hard talk. I know that's some hard talk. I know that's hard. But let me tell you something. Got a lot of people come over here to America, can't even speak English. And I'm not talking about what you people say about them. People come over there and they hand their stoves down and stuff like that. I know Africans that they came over here with nothing. I know a guy I worked with at General Motors who came over here with nothing, couldn't even speak English. You know, he had $50 in his pocket. He was a cook on a ship, got off in New York City, couldn't even speak English. Right? Retired from, from, from GM with big money. Learned how to do construction on the side of while he while he was working. He didn't he, he didn't have no people that had him no business down. Right? So don't give me that. I know that's just one example, right? But that's an example with somebody who can't even speak English, getting off a merchant marine ship that he was a cook on a merchant marine ship. Gets off of New York City with fifty dollars in his pocket. 35, 40 years later, he retired from GM. GM, I went over to his house, nice house. He did construction on the side. While he worked all the hours at GM, and then when he wasn't working, he still had projects on the side to learn how to do construction and stuff like that. Now, I know that's just one example, but that's an example of somebody who wasn't even born in this country, who couldn't speak English. You know, some of the living conditions, he said he had to live in. Well, look at some of the living conditions some of us got to live in. And we still get subsidized by the government. He wasn't subsidized by the government. We still being subsidized by the government. Is it living conditions? But no. That's because that because I always say too, now y'all don't get mad at me now. Personal responsibility. You know, if you have these people that have these have these kids, have these kids and these keep having kid after kid after kid, can't take care of their kid, but they keep having kid after kid. Now they put need their kids in a bad situation. If you if, if you can't afford to have no kid, you don't have to stop having sex. I know sex is good, but you can at least take care of yourself. You know, get you some birth control. 
you know, or have him pull out or something. Take care of the person's problem because you're bringing these kids into the world, into in, into these areas that you don't even like to live in. So personal responsibility is a big part. That's the thing where I say we lose sight of. We lose sight of personal responsibility in this country. Everybody want to make it. They, they, everybody want to make their problem somebody else's problem. Like my brother told me a long time ago. He said, boy, don't be making nobody else's problem yours. I ain't listened to him. I did. That's why I got married three times. I'm letting somebody else make, make their problem mine. When you get involved with somebody who got listed, you out of compassionate reason, you just took on their problems. You took on their problems. You got these, these, these young gals, come on, these young gals come, come up. You got, you, you mad because you, you mad because somebody else don't want to give you money to take care of all these kids that you had. You didn't always have them kids. Okay, you had one kid. Okay, that's fine, that Danny. You had one kid. But you got four or five kids and you ain't got no daddy. I got three, four, dead, five. Then daddy, how's that my responsibility? I supposed to have compassion to take care of you. Where's well, personal responsibility comes and comes into it that? Nah, nah, I jumped off into a whole nother subject. But that's okay. Because this early morning figuring here, now, ain't no telling what come out of my mouth what I'm going to say. But why is that my responsibility? Now, you enjoy sex. I enjoy sex, but see, I used to enjoy sex. Now I only enjoy sex when it's free. <laughs> I don't want to pay for it no more. If I got paid for it, I don't want it. I'm okay, right? You know, occasionally when I look at Pornhub, I don't look at the free videos. <laughs> I don't pay for it. Are you crazy? Boy, they ain't overrated. Like, my nephew's is overrated. They ain't got the desire to do it. But what I'm saying is that if you like, if you enjoy sex, ain't nothing wrong with it. Like I had a buddy say, his first kid, he said, man, she trapped me. And I had to scratch my head. I was about as confused as a hummingbird that couldn't hum. She's trapped you. I'm thinking myself, how she trap you? I ain't want to ask him because, you know, when you're with your buddies, you always want to agree with your buddies, right? Because you always want to look like y'all on the same page. Oh, yeah, you right, man. Oh, I agree with you. You know, you always want to agree with your buddy. Because you don't want to make them feel stupid because they want to make you feel stupid. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm sounding stupid. I'm thinking stupid because how she trap you? Couldn't you put a condom on? Or couldn't you spend more time eating it? You know, maybe pleasuring yourself with your hand while you're eating it and get off? Or couldn't you go get a vasectomy if you didn't want to have no kids before you start having kids? Before you before you start having sex? How's it trap you? You know, when you know when 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 uh when 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 you was about to pop your load, did she grab you? Grab you by your butt, but uh, but uh, uh, in between her legs and hold you in. I'm trying to figure out how she trapped this, how you trapped, but I ain't saying that to him though. I'm trying to figure out how the hell she trapped him. You had to shoot at her, but she trapped you. Man, that's your key, but take care of your kid. I'm better than myself. I ain't telling him, I'm telling him, yeah, she trapped you, man. She sure did. I'm agreeing with him. I don't give a damn. You got that. You fool. You got that child support, whatever it is. That's your problem now. He buying. Mm-mm. Personal responsibility. And then her, you know, she see, she, she, she see you got, she's opportunities. See, women is opportunities. All of them are opportunities. Even that girl who helping that man built off grid. Cause she see what type of man she got a hard working man that ain't that, that that don't mind getting busy 
and he got some skills. See, a woman want a man with some skills who can do something. Some women. Dumb women, like I tell y'all in one of my past talk, dumb women only want a man because he got long, you know, he got he got long ding-dong. But like I tell y'all women, the men with them long ding-dongs, all that long ding-dong ain't just for you. It's too much just for one woman. Or it'll be one man. They got to share them long ding-dong because it's just too much for one, you know, person or gender pronoun. It's just, it's just too much. But a smart woman look for a man with opportunity. She won't, if he ain't got no one like that, watch that girl in the desert who they was building them house out, out them sandbags. I'm telling y'all, that boy ain't had no money. But that boy knew how to build. He had a good head on his shoulder. And he's a young man. So that means if he build this little house for us out of sand, he can build more out of sand because they, I think they spent like a thousand dollars for this little, a certain amount of part of land that they built. And the size of them little things that they built, they can put a couple more of them on that property and run them as like little vacation off the grid vacation spots for people who like living out there with rattlesnakes in the in, in the desert out there you know little vacation spots they can make money off of that they got their own little community they they but they can be the mayor and their own little community off the grid you see what i'm saying off the grid they own little so she looked that what she looking at see she's thinking ahead the only thing he's thinking about is how fine she is. She look good. Oh, man, this mean my little lifetime stuff. But she's thinking ahead. He got opportunity. And then he thinking himself, too, that, hey, she don't mind getting dirty work with me. So I think them two is a good deal. But when you get these women, that only thing they do, they like them trophy queens women that ain't good for nothing. You know, they don't want to work and help their mans. You know, they want to do that. They, they want to shop and, you know, buy all them weeds for their weed for the heads and all that kind of stuff. That type of woman you want. You know, if you want a woman, you know, like I said, whatever you want. I'm just talking about heterosexual right now. You want a woman who's going to get down there and get dirty with you. She see the opportunity in you and you see the opportunity in her. Because see, see, that boy look that good. He know that that girl just ain't no gal going to lay on her back. And like I tell you, that girl was out there with that shovel inside that hole, inside that hole with all her friends pulling that bedrock out. And he was standing up there talking to his fella about, I think we should transition. We should we should find another spot to build a house at. He up there talking to his fella. She out there working. And that girl was pretty too. Y'all, y'all look at that show on eight uh, DY building off grid. Y'all run that show with them. They building they, they building them houses, them sand houses. I tell you that 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 Albert T saw opportunity in her, but he ain't smarter than her. See, he looking at what she doing now. She looking at her head, that little whole area that they bought. That he gave her a thousand dollars for, that he bought for a thousand dollars and gave it to her as a as a present. That boy ain't go out and get her no ring. That boy ain't go out and get her no Gucci, no Gucci purse, or no Dune and Birch, no them Dune and Birch purses. That boy had a thousand dollars. He ain't going to spend no six seven dollars on no purse or no fancy thing. He spent six times a thousand dollars on land and gave her the land, and they start building their little future on that. See, that's a teamwork right there. That's teamwork right there. See, they, that girl ain't give her stuff away to no guy that had no potential. See, the, he 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 got this baby and that baby, and they all live in the same community, but then she have a baby by think she's special. How you special? You only special because you got more value than the mother girls. Because, see, the mother girls got depreciated value. Like I tell y'all women, when you have one, two kids, you got depreciated value. Quote on type of guy. So now he goes off to the other girl, you, because you ain't got no kids. 
and you think you're going to be special. You got two other baby mamas, but you're going to be special. You're only special because you ain't got no kids. Once he knock you up, he going to the next one because you, you got depreciated value. Now, now you left there. You recycle for the next fella to come along, and you got to be smart. Because when the next fella come along, right, you got to know how to manipulate and control him to take care of somebody else's baby. I'm just saying, now, I won't get back off it in that. That's just crazy talk. But I'm just saying, <laughs> y'all know me. This early morning, man. But look here, I think I took over enough of y'all time, man. This early morning. I look like the sun is about to crack probably another, probably about another hour or so. The sun probably going to be cracking through my little window. I'm gonna get sold up here. I was just talking to y'all since I, you know, woke up listening to that little pod talk. I woke up listening to it. And, you know, my mind got to figuring. So I figured in my head thing. So I just thought I'd just put a little record on and get y'all. Like I said, you probably get a little bit more of these little talks here. You know, like I say, since, uh, since I'll be telecommuting from home here, you know. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, when I can. Because, like I say, uh, just tell keep me coming. I get something like it's my regular job time, and I spend time like I don't be doing a whole lot of, you know, my little personal stuff during the time when I'm supposed to be doing my job stuff. Cause them folks still paying me, and I believe in I believe in putting an honest day's work in for honest day pay. I am not one of them slacking folks. People be working from home, they be all watching TV and eating a bunch of food and laying around taking naps. No, I do my job just like I'm at my job. My job. I like my job. I love my job. I love what I do. I really do. I really enjoy what I do. I really love the challenges. You know, challenges of getting stuck. Can't figure something out and find a way to figure it out. I sure enjoy that. You know, so. But look here. I done here took up enough of y'all time here on this. Here's another early morning figure. Let Pi talk here. You know, with removing the illusion. And uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get on out of here. You know. I'm going to get on out of here. So like I tell y'all all the time in life, y'all take care of everybody. But more importantly, y'all take care of y'all self first. All right now.